2: With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select camp miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to
3: your ears. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is
2: Listen to Locadora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network. Available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre.
6: What's up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. This is Straight Fire. Or well, Wednesday, September 15th. I can't believe hump day's already here. I don't know about you guys, but the week feels to just fly by with football. You know, we had college football Saturday. We had NFL Sunday. We had NFL Monday night, just a late thriller. Tuesday just flew by. It was a blur. And here we are Wednesday already. Later on today, uh, the lines come out in the $4 million contest that I entered. I, I, listen, I don't want to get too down on it. I was 3-0, started out, and then um, Patriots failed me late on Sunday, and then the Ravens, which is kind of a regrettable pick. But um, so three and two. Listen, it's not the end of the world. I'm not looking at the standings. Basically, I'm spending all my time looking at gambling and fantasy, um, obviously, because I'm in multiple leagues. But I thought we would change it up a little this season. Last year for football, you know, we'd mix it up and do uh, interviews and obviously a lot of gambling and big stories. Well, I mean, listen, I'm not going to spend 15 minutes going into the Saints COVID situation where uh, uh, apparently – they had eight coaches who were vaccinated, got COVID. And um, I guess this means their status for Sunday's up in the air. But given the va- that they're vaccinated, they should be ready um, for the game. But now that means they can't be around practice. So they'll be chiming in via Zoom or what have you. Um That to me is kind of interesting. We'll do a little Saints later on. I want to talk about a couple games, just an early overview that I'm seeing a major disconnect between me and what the market thinks and just the general public. And by general public, I mean friends who text me, what I see on social media, what I read on uh, regular websites. Maybe I'll listen to a podcast. I'll turn on a TV show, turn on a radio. And the general public we know is usually way off on this stuff. They – it just react significantly to what they just saw. They're not able to step back and uh, have some perspective. Um, I joke that they're the unwashed masses. That's uh, obviously a joke. It's not not taking a shot at anybody, but they just don't know. You know, if you don't know, you don't know. Um, so we'll look at a couple games later. But I want to do, uh, I'm going to count down my top 10 teams in the in the NFL after week one. Now, a couple are obvious, right? We came into the season knowing who the best team was. And a lot of that stuff doesn't change at the top, okay? But we're going to go from 10 to 1. And my number 10 team probably is going to surprise some people. I don't particularly like them this year. That being said, they had an impressive opener. They won on the road against a Super Bowl contender. And frankly, the defense is very, very good. And that's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, The definition of bend but don't break is, hey, Bill's. You have 11 possessions. We're going to let you onto our side of the field eight times, and you're still only going to get uh, a handful of points. We're still going to beat your brains in. Um, The Buffalo Bills got inside the Steelers 25 three times and had to settle for three field goals. That's a pretty damn good defense. Are the wheels going to fall off at some time for Ben? Yeah, they will. Uh, Is the run game still suspect? Certainly. Certainly. Do they not get the ball to chase Claypool enough? Yes, but they got a new offensive coordinator, a lot of kinks to work out. I have the Steelers as my number 10 team. I will tell you right now, but well, I'm not going to tell you who missed because I know you guys are going to be waiting on probably three teams specifically. Given the amount of friends uh, and fans who we have listening in uh, South Florida, I know you're waiting with bated breath for the Dolphins. Just hang tight. So 10 Steelers. Number nine, Denver Broncos. You guys know when I put out the predictions on this pod last week, I have the Broncos in the playoffs. I have them with a Super Bowl ticket. Obviously, that's pie in the sky. That came in anticipation of maybe they get Watson, maybe they get Rodgers. I think the Broncos had an impressive win in uh in New York. I mean, the Giants we know aren't very good, but when you could put that defense on the field, Teddy Bridgewater not making mistakes. Obviously, the injury to Judy, major bummer because, you know, now they got to rely on Hamler and Tim Patrick who I hope you picked up in fantasy if you missed it. Probably too late. Uh Cortland Sutton is a good Broncos team. Uh I know nine feels ambitious. Take a gander at the schedule. They have Jacksonville this week. If they win that game in their favor by six, another game we'll be talking about later, uh, you gotta keep you gotta have the Broncos as a legit chance in that division. Now, the unexpected is that Washington lost to the Chargers, although we had that here, and the Raiders Beat the Ravens. So now the entire division's 4 0. Tough to make the Broncos in the playoffs when the entire division's winning. That being said, I have the Broncos at number nine. At number eight, I'm going to go with the aforementioned LA Chargers. Uh, Justin Herbert was phenomenal. Uh, We talked a little bit on Monday's pod if you missed it. And don't listen, if you missed something, go back and listen. You You know, there's a lot of good stuff in the Monday pod, the instant reaction to that Chargers win over Washington. I think it was one of the more dominant victories of the weekend that people aren't talking enough about. Um, Some of the analytics from that game, to me, were staggering. I mean, the Chargers, against a top-five defensive unit, moved the ball up and down the field. Got in the red zone six times. Okay, Yeah, they had some issues in the red zone. A little carryover from last year. One was a fluke turnover. Um, The Herbert fumble that really was an incomplete pass. They had a slew of penalties. And they didn't really have a fully healthy Austin Eckler. He was not 100% in the, uh, in the offense because of the injury. So he did not catch any passes. Now, we know Eckler is a huge, huge uh, option out of the backfield for them. He, it looks like he didn't even get a target. Um, when they get a fully healthy Austin Eckler, folks, this team is going to be dynamite. And another reminder, on third down, the money down where Justin Herbert was incredible last year, and people said, ah, oh, there's no way he could duplicate that. They were 14 of 19 on third down. The money down against an elite defense, and you were coming through at a ridiculous clip, about 75%. Folks, that's really, really good for a second-year quarterback. Um, now, you could ask the question, wait a sec, why are they in 19 third downs? <laughs> were they were they doing stupid things on first and second? Yeah, I guess so. Um, but uh, overall... Chargers, man, this is a team to a lot to like ab- about them. I have them at number eight. So we go Steelers 10, Broncos 9, Chargers 8. Number seven, Arizona Cardinals. You guys know I have a man crush on Kyler Murray. Um, I, I know somebody close to, very close to the Cardinals organization told me there were so many questions about the defense from the outside. Was there a more impressive defense in the opener? I mean, Chandler Jones, definitely defensive player of the week. Five sacks. Um, secondary did not look as bad as everybody thought they would. Now, this is a big test this week uh, against the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings' Kirk Cousins was throwing the ball all over Cincinnati's bad, terrible defense. Um, is he going to do that in Arizona? We'll see. Arizona defense can be had, folks. They're, it's not a great defense. that We know that. But it was great against Tennessee. They were definitely prepared. Um hey, I'm just i not a huge Vikings fan. There is some scuttlebutt right now about what's going on in the Vikings organization. Um, You know what? Why don't I just get to that right now? I don't know if a lot of people have heard this. Um, By the way, the line on that, Arizona was favored by 2.5 on the look ahead, so they were not even getting uh, favored by a field goal at home against the Vikings. Now it's out to 4.5. The story that's popping up, um, I saw this in The Athletic, and it's weird because, again, the general public not talking about this, but... Um, I guess, in the Vikings' loss to Cincinnati, Mike Zimmer essentially was saying, well, this is not on the defense, you know? If you pulled all the coaches, in the, if you pulled all the offensive coaches in the league, they would say that I'm still ahead of the curve. Mike Zimmer, of course, the defensive guy, runs the defense. He suggested the Vikings nearly pulled off one of the best coaching jobs there was last season by winning seven games with the group that we got on the roster taking shots at his defensive players. Like, Zimmer, what are you doing? Are you losing that locker room? And then at halftime, uh, the, fo- the game was on Fox. Fox said that Zimmer thought Kirk Cousins held the ball too long in the first half. So, shot at the defense. Now a shot at your quarterback. After the game, Zimmer noted the Bengals succeeded in a key fourth down situation even though the Vikings had practiced against that specific play. Yikes. That he's putting it all on execution of the players, not the coaches. Um, I, I I don't know, guys. This uh, this is a defense that kind of let down. Joe Mixon ran all over them. Um, this is a you know a coach who's very good at home in September, but oh, they got to go on the road again. I would keep an eye on that Vikings team. Nevertheless, Cardinals number seven for me uh, in the top ten.
0: All State wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue.
7: You can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
8: Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena.
5: Selena.
8: Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota.
0: To start listening.
1: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
6: Number six, Seattle Seahawks. As a case, they're higher, right? I mean, they went into Indy. And, and we just talked about, oh, Vikings have all this newness, new offensive coordinator. Uh, guess what? Seattle Seahawks, new offensive coordinator. They open the game, touchdown, touchdown, punt, touchdown. Okay. Russell Wilson's a veteran. So is Kirk Cousins. I mean, Vikings had seven points, I think, in like the deep into the midway through the fourth quarter. Okay. Against a Bengals defense. Seattle just coming in, just steamrolled the Colts on the road. Colts, by the way, last year, top ten defense. Eh, some Fugaziness in uh that Colts defense. Seattle's awesome. They they could make a case that they're higher than six. Um, and now I know this is where people are going to get upset. Number five, Cleveland Browns. They took a loss. Rob G would have my head if he heard Cleveland Browns five. But I'm just telling you guys, this team is really good. They were in control of that game against the Chiefs. They were the better team against the Chiefs, if not for a collapse by the special teams. The first punt, by the way, of the game. Stefanski was aggressive early going for it. And they kept moving the ball up and down the field. First punt of the game, the punter drops the ball. And just totally, I mean, that just flipped everything right there. Boom, boom, touchdown, touchdown within, what, like a two-minute span, three-minute span, and the Browns blew it. This is a good team. I have them fifth-best team in the NFL. If you're curious how that lines up with the DVOA numbers, um, the Cleveland Browns, clearly loved by the stat guys. They come in at number 11 overall DVOA. Um, They were number one in offense. Cleveland, according to the advanced stats, number one offense in the league in week one defense 28 special teams 30 that kind of hurts um so my 5 is is the browns my 4 san francisco 49ers it's it's just so funny how people think that that game against the lions was close cuz of the final score and this is what happens guys when you don't when you just look at the scores and you're not like watching the games and doing the homework on monday tuesday when everybody's uh moving on to whatever else they're doing or getting back to work my work is looking at this stuff and the 49ers annihilated detroit it was 41-17 uh, late in the game before Detroit had a, f- uh, a touchdown, an onside kick recovery touchdown. Um, and it's like, those are fluky things. That's not going to happen every week. San Francisco annihilated them. San Francisco's awesome. Now the injuries, Mostert now, that's, that was a piece of NFL news yesterday, Mostert out for the year. Okay? They lost Tevin Coleman. He's with the Jets now. Um, Matt Breida, he has moved on. Uh, the 49ers depth chart, At running back. It's just, it's not pretty. And this, this is every single year. You know, my 49ers ticket, obviously, to win the Super Bowl doesn't hinge on Raheem Mostert. That being said, with Mostert gone, here's their running back room right now. Elijah Mitchell, the most popular fantasy pickup this week. Jamichael Hasty, who, where do I know him from? Let me check his stats. Jamichael Hasty, Yeah, he was with the Niners last year. He is at a Baylor He's an undrafted guy. I think I picked him up for a cup of coffee last year with the Niners. And then their third stringer is Trey Sermon, who everybody thought was going to get carries. They drafted him in fantasy. And I don't even know if he was active or he didn't have a touch in the opener. He will start to get touches. And then they have Jeff Wilson, who's injured, and he'll come back and probably be one or two. But that's not an inspiring running back room. That being said, running back, we know that doesn't matter a whole heck of a lot. Niners huge game this week against the Eagles. I can't wait to talk about that one. Not today, uh, but that's a that's a really that's probably the second best game of the weekend, maybe third. Chargers Cowboys could be good, uh, but 49 Niners Eagles. And I feel like in the four million dollar contest, I'm probably going to have a play on one side. Uh, now that's early in the week, things change, but I, I I like a side in that game. Number three. Los Angeles Rams, according to the Football Outsiders, they're the number two, they're the second best uh, overall DVOA performance of the week. Uh, two on offense, 11 on defense, 11 on special teams. I mean, the Rams looked incredible. I know it was just the Bears, and um, you know the, the opponents get much tougher, although uh, this week we'll see what happens against the Colts. Um, it is interesting. The Colts just faced the Seahawks who featured the Rams' former passing game coordinator. Now they face the Rams. So, I think the Colts off the Colts defense which looked shell-shocked by the speed is going to probably be a little better prepared. That being said, the Rams have just as fast receivers on the outside and they're going to play with tempo too. So, that's a rough season opener for the Colts. If you've been listening to this podcast, you knew that. First, uh, they have the toughest September schedule of anybody, but this Rams team looks awesome. Uh, The defense, uh, we'll see. They were unable to stop the run against the Bears. If the Colts can do that, the Colts will hang around. But I have the Rams as the third best team in the league after week one. So counting down, Steelers 10, Broncos 9, Chargers 8, Cardinals 7, Seahawks 6, Browns 5, 49ers 4, Rams 3, and 2 and 1 are obvious, right? Whatever order you want to put them in, Tampa Bay, KC, or KC Tampa Bay. I have Tampa Bay 2, Kansas City 1, and I know that's a slight to the defending champs. Um, both of them needed late scores to win their openers, Bucks against the Cowboys at home, Chiefs against the Browns at home. Um, I, for now, I'm going Bucks 2, Chiefs 1. But it's also kind of a look ahead because I know that the Chiefs play the Ravens in the best game of this week, and if they win that, everyone else is going to put them at 1. And I say if, but really, can you envision the Ravens winning that? I, I That's one of the surprising NFL lines of the week. How is it only three and a half? It's in Baltimore, but the way the Ravens play where Martindale dials up blitz after blitz every year, he's top five in blitz percentage. The problem is you can't blitz as much when you don't have Marcus Peters behind you and you don't have Jimmy Smith. And the Raiders, Derek Carr was able to take advantage of the other secondary members. Well, what do you think Patrick Mahomes is going to do? Like, I, I just—I don't know how they stopped them. Now, you could argue the Chiefs' defense was not impressive against the Browns. That's fair. But Honey Badger and Frank Clark are expected back. So, for me, wow. I don't I don't know about unloading on the Chiefs, but, uh, you know, Harbaugh starting 0-2 seems very far-fetched. But, man, that's a tough spot to back the Ravens. I will certainly not be doing that. Only question is, do you bet the Chiefs there? Remember—
1: Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Yokohama test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
7: I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States.
8: Juan Gabriel, Juan Gis, Selena, Selena, Celia Cruz, Azucar, Carol G, La Bichota, Cristina Aguilera, Ex Tina, just to name a few.
6: We're serving the whole story
8: from rags to riches
6: and all the tea in between.
8: I'm Liliana Vasquez
6: and I'm Joseph Carrillo
8: and we're the host of Becoming an Icon season two.
0: start listening.
1: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
6: So there's my top 10 teams that did not make it. No Buffalo Bills. I know it's dumb they should be in there two things. Um let's see about the Josh Allen regression that I kind of wondered about. I wasn't man enough to say Josh Allen will regress because it's tough when he was that good last year. But against the Steelers, he did not look particularly great. Now, the Dolphins' defensive front is not as formidable as the Steelers, obviously. No T.J. Watt in Miami, but the Miami secondary is good. And Mac Jones had a good performance. Didn't get the win, but Mac Jones was good. I think this is a game Josh Allen has to deliver. Can he is the question. Um, I would not be surprised if the Bills lost this game, felt out would too. No Miami Dolphins. Yes, I know Miami fans. And yes, I see you. What, what does Rob G. call them? The, uh, the A listeners? The A something listeners? Um, a prime? I don't know what they're called. But I see you guys because every day, the Miami Dolphins, there's any report, you're sending me information. I should also remind you, as a longtime Jets fan, I am conditioned to not like all things Miami Dolphins, New York Giants, New England Patriots. Now, that does not impact my gambling. All the money's green, but in terms of who I like and you know what I think of their teams, I'm not sold on Tua. I don't care that he's eight and three, folks. I don't. I don't care. Quarterback records is not a thing. It, one of the toughest losses for me as a sports fan, outside of the Mark Sanchez uh, Pittsburgh Steelers AFC title game, the Dan Marino fake spike. I still remember where I was in my house watching that in 1994. Just a gut-wrenching loss. Jets were good that year, too. Marino just killed them. Sent the franchise into a funk, a tailspin. I think the next year they were like a one- or two-win team. It was ghastly. Uh, So no Bills, no Dolphins, no Patriots. They're just on the outside. No Packers, not as bullish on them. They will murder the Lions on Monday Night Football. And no Saints, who, by the way, if you're wondering because of their evisceration of the Packers. They're the number one team in DVOA. I don't think anybody believes the Saints are one of the best teams in the league. Um, I think there'll be a rude awakening against Carolina. And why, why don't we quickly dovetail into that? Um, I talked earlier about the Saints with the COVID and the offensive coaches. So you can get four right now with Carolina. I have already taken it. And there are clips floating around on Twitter. I think I popped one of them about how much time Jameis Winston had in the pocket against the Packers. They just could not get a pass rush. They couldn't get anywhere near him. Uh, just a quick, quick, tiny news flash. Carolina had six sacks, 10 quarterback hits against the Jets. Yes, the Jets' offensive line stinks. I can hear you. That being said, Burns opposite Reddick; those are two damn good bookends. Derrick Brown in the middle, this is a much, much better defensive front for Carolina than they had last year. And I will remind you, Matt Rule. Remember last year I called him a, a bet-on coach? He's a really sharp guy. He was a very good uh, head coach at Baylor. This is a guy who was a lifelong uh, college coach. And he got to Temple. He gets his first job at Temple. They're like, ah, oh, who's going to win at Temple? First year, 2-10. and 10, Second year, 6-6. Six and six, Then 10-4, and 10-3. Some of the best seasons in Temple football history came thanks to Matt Rule. Then he goes to Baylor. Oh, who could turn around this program, this dumpster fire? Give me a break. Temple to Baylor. Baylor goes 1-11, and 11, year 2-7-6, and, and then 11-3. and three. And you know he's fighting for scraps as a head coach of Baylor. He ain't getting the best recruits in state. Matt Rule is just really, really good at his job. I like Carolina a lot here, folks. Getting four. If you can get four, great. I don't think the four will hang around. We'll see where it goes. It's still early in the week. Uh, Thursday's really moving day for the lines as the as the, as the uh, limits go up uh, in Vegas. Um, the other game I briefly want to touch on is I'm sure some of you were curious. Wait a minute, the Browns are 13 point favorites, and now it's 12 and a half against the Texans. Who's betting the Texans? Well, um, big professionals are betting the Texans. Now, is this what's being called a head fake, where you put early money? to get a better position on the line. Say you bet 2000 here, 2000 there, to you go to different shops and put down $2000. The line comes off 13 to 12 and As soon as Thursday limits go up, you come in 10000 here, 10000, you know, that's how you can pull off the fake and then, you know, you get it at 12 and as opposed to 13. Is that the case here? I don't know. We'll see. But I will say this about the Cleveland Browns Last year, as favorites, they did not do well against the Cincinnati Bengals in both games. They did not cover in Jacksonville against one of the worst teams in the league. They did not cover against the Jets. In fact, they lost that game outright. I know there was some COVID issues with the wide receivers. But the fact of the matter is, the Browns, you can see a little bit of a letdown. Last year, you could, against inferior teams. And come late in the season, they were playing up to the competition. Um Do not be surprised if they struggle a bit with the Texans. Are they better? Considerably. Should they win this game? Yes. Will they win by a lot? We'll see. There is that playing down thing. That's a a real thing. And the other game, and this applies to it as well, is the Denver Broncos. Six point favorites. Six. In Jacksonville. The Denver Broncos are... Should they be six point favorites over anyone ever on planet on, on Mars on Pluto? Like how is this happening? I know Teddy Bridgewater, all he does is cover. Teddy covers uh, with twenty two and three. I, the number's ridiculous. We we uh, I'll dig it up for you guys this week, um, but that's a big number in Jacksonville for second straight road game. Not only second straight road game, but you've got to go to that heat in Jacksonville just keep an eye on this game. If if it can if you can get six, I think you've got to take it. Um with Jacksonville. They're not going to play as badly as they did last week. That's obvious. Um second straight game on the East Coast for the Broncos. I'm trying to find out if Denver went back east or if they're going to or if they went back west or they're going to stay east because we know the Niners did. I think I talked about it on the pod. Um Dang, I'm giving away all my picks early in the week. Anyways, um, just th- those are some of the, uh, for me at least, some of the games I'm really looking at. It's midweek. Things change. You know, we already always saw the Saints with the COVID situation. Uh, let's see. Uh, 49ers injuries coming through are not good. Jets injuries, by the way, are very bad. So uh, a lot happening in the NFL space. We got a good guest lined up to talk gambling tomorrow. Folks, we'll talk to you then. Allstate
0: wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere.